Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. What we have received is not the spirit of the world. But the Spirit, capital S, who is from God. Why? So that we may understand what God has freely given us. So God's wisdom is revealed to you and I, Christ followers, by the Holy Spirit. His wisdom is guaranteed revealed to us. All we need to do is ask and believe and ask the Spirit to illuminate those principles to us. People want to understand God. They want to understand why things happen in their lives. Do these events have any meaning or are they just random things with no importance? And people want to know how best to make decisions about their lives. Pastor Mark will be teaching today about the wonderful access to God and his wisdom that all Christ followers have. You'll hear how you can tap into the mind of God himself and be able to get answers, great answers, problems that pop up as your life goes along. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 with today's edition of Lessons for Living. So notice, true wisdom comes from God's revelation, inspiration, and illumination. Where does human wisdom come from? Human wisdom and reason is totally inadequate. They can't understand the things of God. It's impossible. Number one, they don't have the Holy Spirit in them. So they have nobody really to teach them, and they have nobody to illuminate the Scriptures. They can read it. They can read the parables of Jesus and say, well, that kind of makes sense, but they don't get it. It never goes from here to here. It was designed that way. Just like I told you, we're sitting there in Italy, and the gal's telling me how to get back on the train and what station to go to. Made a lot of sense to her. Didn't make any sense to us. I can't move from here to here. And so, same thing with an unbeliever. That, doesn't, that means that they need to come under the illumination of the Holy Spirit, and that only comes with person becoming saved. Now look at verse 11. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now, the Holy Spirit knows the deepest aspects of God because the Holy Spirit is God. At creation, you remember, God said, let us make man. Speaking of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And we know that the Holy Spirit lives in every believer. So the Holy Spirit, 
knows the things of God. There's nothing hidden from the Holy Spirit. He knows all the things of God. Because he is God. Now, where does that Holy Spirit live? He lives in me. By the Spirit, he lives in me. So what do I have access to? The mind of God. Does that make sense to you? Should. I have God in me. So I have access to God. No, I'm not God. I'll never be God. But I have access to God. That's why God put the Holy Spirit in us. We have access to God. And if I have access to the mind of God, I have access to the wisdom of God. And I need wisdom. And so do you need wisdom. Everybody needs wisdom. Now, let's turn to John chapter 14 in your Bibles. John chapter 14, verse 26. Just kind of want to remind you what we're talking about. Paul loved to talk about the Holy Spirit. In fact, when we come to Ephesians, what does Paul say? Be filled. Keep on being filled with the Spirit. Look at John 14, 26. But the counselor... Let's just stop there for a moment. Why do you, why do I, when I need something, I go for counseling? Why do I go to counseling? Because I need what? Wisdom. So notice what John says. But the counselor, hello, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said. So the Holy Spirit lives in us. To be my counselor, to be my comfort, to be my teacher, to enlighten me, to absolutely give me the wisdom of God and remind us of the truth of God's word. Now, you have that, and often we forget it. We forget that they have very, man, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do. Have you asked God, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do. We just sometimes forget it. Stop and ask him. He's there. Now, let's go back to 1 Corinthians 2.12. Paul, again, differentiate between the unbelievers. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit, capital S, who is from God. Why? So that we may understand what God has freely given us. So God's wisdom is revealed to you and I, Christ followers, by the Holy Spirit. His wisdom is guaranteed revealed to us. All we need to do is ask and believe and ask the Spirit to illuminate those principles to us. See, my relationship with the Holy Spirit opens up the ability to receive and understand the wonderful things that God has made available to us. Now look at verse 13. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom. Paul wasn't against human wisdom. He was very well trained. He was very highly educated. He's not talking about that. He's not saying don't go to school, don't get educated. He's not talking about that at all. But he's talking about it in the spiritual realm. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. It was this process of inspiration that turned the spiritual thoughts, the Bible, people that were writing Bible, into spiritual words. That's what Paul's saying. These spiritual words that we're studying, that Paul's writing here, give life to us. The Word of God is not dead. It's alive. It's speaking to you. It never returns 
void. Now, remember one thing. It's very important because the world continues to downplay the Bible. Many churches continue to water it. But remember the wisdom of Jesus. Look at this verse. You remember it from Matthew. Jesus answered, it is written, man does not live on bread alone. And what he means is not the low-carb diet. What he's talking about, it's physical food. We don't live just by the physical. Certainly we live in the physical. We have to feed ourselves. But man does not live on bread, the physical things of life, alone. But on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So what is my take on that? Here's what I want you to write. We don't do life by the wisdom of man, but we do it by the word of God. That's why I'm teaching the word of God. See, people walk in, they need wisdom. In a million different ways, you need wisdom. Well, the world can help us with many things. There's common sense things in the world that certainly help us. We can read consumers' reports and whatever. Which car should I buy? What should I do here? What kind of lawnmower? You know, all those things are fine. But when it comes to the spiritual common sense things, we need God's wisdom. What do I do here? How do I raise my child? What do I do about the things of heaven? And all this range opens us up to the things of God. Every single word here. Now look at verse 14. This is the explanation of our time in Europe. Cannot understand people that don't speak my language and vice versa. Now notice 1 Corinthians 2.14. The person without the Spirit. Let's just stop for a moment. Who is the person without the Spirit? Who is the person without the Spirit? Well, Pastor Mark, those people that don't believe in the Spirit. They're Christians, but they don't believe in the Holy Spirit. No. If you're a Christian, do you have the Holy Spirit? Every single, every single Christian has the Holy Spirit. Impossible to be a Christian without the Holy Spirit. So who is the persons? Who are the people without the Holy Spirit? Every unbeliever. Every unbeliever. Einstein down, every unbeliever. Make sense? So, notice what Paul says now. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness. Not only that, they cannot understand them because they're only discerned through the Spirit. The natural man is unregenerate. Unsaved man is a person without the Holy Spirit living in them. Sometimes we've all said this as we've shared with a neighbor, as we shared with a co-worker, as we shared with somebody. Here's what we say. I wonder why they don't get it. Have you ever said that? We said that about you before you came to Christ. How many of you took a while to come to Christ after people have been working? See, your neighbors, your friends that were witnessing to you, they went around wondering why they don't get it. <laughs> In a more serious way, how many of you have loved ones and neighbors that don't get it? Well, they can't get it. Because the things are only discerned by the Holy Spirit that lives in them. So Paul says in Acts and in Corinthians... Corinthians, he says that the enemy has blinded the spiritual eyes of the unbeliever. And God said to Paul, I'm sending you, Paul, to open the eyes of the unbeliever. See, you and I can't open anybody's eyes. But the Spirit can. 
And that's what the Spirit does. And that's what we pray for. And that's why we witness. That's why we share. They don't get it because they can't. Like I told you, on our cruise, we try to communicate with people that spoke a different language. We needed a translator. The unbeliever needs a divine translator. Who is that? The Holy Spirit. If they'll just open themselves and say, God, I really don't understand all this, but God, I need your help. I'd like to get rid of my sin. Would you come and live in me? God says, absolutely. I will absolutely do it. Now, I want you to write this down, not because you don't know it, but to stimulate you and I to pray, to pray. Unbelievers cannot understand God's wisdom. So maybe after you write that note, you might want to just take a moment or two and write a couple names down of people that you know in your neighborhood, at work, university, school, that don't know God. See, if you and I have nobody on our list to pray for, this is a real deep thing now, get ready, then we're not praying for anybody. Did you get it? If I don't have anybody on my list to pray for, then I'm not praying for anybody. So have them down. Know who you're praying for. Some of you certainly should have a few there. Now, listen to Barclay, great commentator. A man who thinks that nothing is more important than the satisfaction of the sex urge cannot understand the meaning of chastity. A man who ranks the amassing of material things as the supreme end of life certainly can never understand generosity. A man who has never thought beyond this world cannot understand the things of God because to him they are simply foolishness. You understand that most of the world, when they see us drive out of our parking lots on a weekend to come to church or to come to your community group, or you have your community group in your home and your neighbors go, what are all those people that come over to visit you on Tuesday night doing there? Well, we're studying the Bible. Like for what? You mean you open your house to them every other week? What's wrong with you? They don't understand it because they can't understand it. So as you understand those things, it begins to open our mind up. Well, they don't think like we do. Duh. So I have to come at it a different way. So you can say, well, you know, we all have problems in life and we need wisdom. You need wisdom sometimes. Oh, yeah. yeah. But we get our wisdom from the word of God. What do you mean you get it from the Bible? Yeah. Well, we believe in a God who has all wisdom. And we pray, and the Bible is open to us, and it answers the questions of life. And it won't be long, and I found this many, many years. All those 25 years I was a director of pharmacy. I told you many times, I'd find this. They didn't call me Pastor Mark because I wasn't a pastor. Mark, could I talk with you? I have an issue. I have a problem. I understand you're different. You have answers from God. I'm not sure what that means, but I need help. That's why you and I have to be people of integrity. Not perfect, not going to be perfect people. Integrity. Now, as you and I begin to understand that, look at verse 16. I love this. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? Any, let's just stop for a moment. Any of you ever instructed God? Let's be honest. God, now I know you have a will, but this is kind of what I'm thinking. How'd that work for you? 
Not so good. Some of you may be there. God, here's my plan. It's a three-year plan. Watch it. One, two, three. Hmm. What do you think? <laughs> we, how could we instruct God? It's impossible to instruct the all-knowing God. But we've all tried it. Notice what it says. But we can have, or we do have what? The mind of Christ. Our thoughts determine who we are and how we live. I can know the will of God. Now, how do I know that? I can know God's purposes for me. How do I know that? Here it is. Write it down. Christ followers can have the mind or the will of God by the word and the spirit. I can know what God thinks about this situation. Not just in a generic way, which is wonderful, but a rhema way, a specific way for me. We know in Scripture lots of things that God gives us. We're to date people that are believers. We're to marry only a full-on believer in Christ. You can't turn to the Old Testament and God will say to you, you're 22 now, your name's Joe. He'll say, Joe, go ahead and marry Susie over there. It'd be nice, but no, we got to do Christian mingle and we got to do whatever else. But eventually, what will God say to you? You'll have what? A peace from God. It goes beyond our senses. It goes beyond our drives. It goes to the mind of Christ. So I can have that. That's an amazing thing that you and I can have. Again, as you're thinking of that, I can value things as God values things. I can look at life with an eternal perspective. Most of us this week probably didn't think about the end of our life. But you have now. Because the scripture reminds us of it. You may be going through something really tough. Joy comes in the morning. The things of this life, the troubles, Paul said, the things of this life aren't worthy to be compared to what's coming. So it's an encouragement to have hope. God's with you in that situation. Our worldview needs to be God's worldview. And for him... The world is lost. That's why he sent Jesus Christ. Now, I want you quickly, because I'm going to take you through a little great time. I want you to turn to 1 Kings in the Old Testament. I don't have time to develop it all. But I was studying over the last few weeks, and I wanted to bring this out when we speak about wisdom. 1 Kings in your Bible, almost one-third of the New Testament, not really, kind of a quarter. 1 Kings chapter 3. Now, remember, Solomon was David's son. And we're known through the scripture that King David, his son, was eventually called the wisest man in all the world. Let's begin in verse 5. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream. And God said, ask for whatever you want me to give you. And Solomon answered, you have shown great kindness to your servant, my father David, because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. You have continued this greatness to him and have given him a son, speaking of Solomon himself, to sit on his throne this very day. So now, O Lord, my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father, David. But I'm only a little child, and I do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen. A great people, too numerous to count, or even to number. 
Now, just so you know, he's about 20 years old when he makes this statement. And what, what is he saying? Here's what we'd say today. Solomon is saying this. God, what you've asked me to do, I'm over my head. I don't have the ability to do what you're asking me to do. Look at verse 9. So give your servant, me, Solomon, a discerning heart to govern, notice these words, your people. And to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? What did Solomon ask for? A discerning heart. He wanted supernatural wisdom. Wisdom that couldn't come whether you're a 20-year-old or an 80-year-old. Solomon realized it was, not a man of, it was not a matter of man's IQ. But he needed God's wisdom. I love verse 10. The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. I want you to write this down. It pleases God when we realize we need and then ask for his wisdom. See, you and I were created to be dependent on God. That is the way life works. We're not independent. Every day, I'm dependent on God's wisdom. So are you. So God loves it when we say, God, as Solomon did, who could rule these people? God, I can't do it. So I need a discerning heart. Says the Lord was pleased with this 20-year-old. Never be afraid to ask God for wisdom. Be humble. And look at verse 11. So God said to him, since you've asked for this, and you haven't asked for a long life or wealth for yourself, what are those two things? That's man's wisdom. A long life, as if that's going to matter with eternity. And what else? Wealth. As you know, when you die, you leave it all behind. No U-Hauls behind our hearse. It's all gone. It's not in the ashes. About 50% of us now are being cremated. It's not in the ashes. It's gone. It's over with. So God said, I'm glad you didn't ask for man's wisdom, but you asked for my help. Notice. Nor have you asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment in administering justice. I will do what you've asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart so that there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. Wow. What does that leave me with? Ask and seek and knock. It's found in the book of Matthew. And it will be given you. You learn today that God's wisdom comes from His revelation, inspiration, and illumination. In Pastor Mark's teaching, he reminded you of the importance of studying God's Word on a regular basis. He found out that you can't get access to God's wisdom without knowing what He says in the Bible. Your access to God's wisdom starts with getting His words inside of you. There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. 
Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Well, this wraps up Pastor Mark's teaching from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 6 through 16. Next time, he'll begin teaching from 1 Corinthians chapter 3. You'll hear about the difference between the natural and the spiritual man. Pastor Mark will contrast the two types of people and how every person falls into one of these two categories and how people can move from one group to the other. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, People, Problems, and Practical Helps. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a herd